And you're very much passionate about, uh, particularly here in Portsmouth, of course, about Tip in the West and some of the, uh, um, the, the development around that particular part of the world too, aren't you? Yeah, so, you know, there's lots going on in the Portsmouth area, mm. um, lots of pressures. Um, and, yeah, Tipna is, you know, we need housing, but we need housing in the right places. And I think that's the key message. And, you know, I think we have to value the importance of our marine environment yeah. and industry systems. But, you know, they're designated for a whole range of things. And those designations are not only national, but of European importance for the species they support, particularly the bird life, which is really rich within the harbour complexes. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and, you know, whilst we have, you know, fully appreciate the need for housing, it needs to be in the right places and not set a precedent for impacting these really important habitats. It's striking the balance, though, isn't it, I guess, Jamie? It's getting it the balance right, really, for these sorts of absolutely, things. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, there's the development in Tipner East, you know, that's a sensible place to develop. You know, there's a good area there, but building out into the harbours is just, yeah, it's not really acceptable from, from our perspective because of the impact on, on the, you know, on the species that the harbours support. Um, so, but as you say, it's getting the balance right and it's having these conversations early on mm. um, to work out a solution that works for everyone and for our local environment. And, you know, the importance of our local environment cannot be understated. You know, it's, it's you know, it's essential not only for our health and well-being, but the, you know, the function of a lot of the trade and um, business in the area as well. Yeah, yeah. And what sort of wildlife are we talking at, at risk here with these sorts of developments? Um, well, you've got all the benthic marine life, so all of the species that live within the estuarine mud yeah. and in, within the watercourses. But, you know, a lot of the impact will be felt by the bird species. Um, and, you know, the bird species, so a lot of our wader species, things like curlew um, and the nesting species as well, they're all very prone to disturbance and impact. Um, and, you know, the Solent is internationally recognised for its wintering wildfowl and wader population. So, we, you know, we get around 10% of the world's population of dark-bellied brent geese wintering in the harbours and in the Solent area. So really significant place for, for our bird life. And if these areas are impacted, you know, we're having problems already with coastal squeeze and loss of habitat. Um, sea level rise is having an impact and, uh, and these birds will be affected and, you know, it's hard work being a wintering wader or wildfowl, particularly if we have a very cold winter. So, you know, they need areas where they can feed and be undisturbed and then they need roosting areas. So um, anything developing in, in the local area can impact them very significantly. Yeah, I mean, you're doing so much, all sorts of different projects. And just having a, as you're talking there, having a quick look at your, your website. I mean, we got so we go from one extreme to the other, we go on to beavers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they're, they're quite intelligent animals, really. They're quite uh, remarkable, really. Yeah, I mean, beavers are one of nature's great yeah. system engineers. So, and they offer a lot of potential solutions to some of the challenges we're facing within our water courses. You know, there are species of freshwater habitats um, and, you know, riparian systems, um, but they're a fantastic natural solution to managing some of the mm. issues we're facing with localised flooding and water quality as well. So there's lots of really interesting information out there. We've now got beavers, you know, living wild within the, within England um, and lots of research has come out from the benefits of them. So they can cause issues at times, but there's lots of very uh, appropriate management that can be carried out to, to limit that impact as well. So... Um, but yeah, we're we're very, I suppose, we're beaver believers. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. I and mean, what about in this area? Because obviously, I'm guessing around here we won't see these creatures around so much. Um, maybe, well, maybe in the longer term, perhaps. But no, I think you know the significance from the Portsmouth area really yeah. is you know the coastal environment. Yeah, um, sure. We've got some amazing habitats. There's you know 
as I said earlier, it's very easy to overlook the marine habitats, but there's some amazing seagrass beds. Um, you know, we've got white-tailed eagles hunting in Southampton water at the moment. We've got loads of amazing bird species utilising our coastline, so sites like Farlington Marshes, um, Key Haven, Pennington, all around yeah. the, you know, the Solent coastline. There's an incredible variety of life using the coastline. Um, and we can all go out and enjoy it and do our bit to protect it and safeguard it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Now the weather, well, it's starting to get lighter, I've noticed. So uh, hopefully, yeah, yeah. you know. We're on, the, we're on the cusp of the, you know, the change now. So. Yeah, indeed. I mean, you mentioned seagrass a little bit earlier, of course. You've been busy doing that. A lot of restoration work uh, involved within that. How important is southern seagrass, Jamie? It's a massively important habitat, and we were having this discussion earlier at work, and, you know, our, our marine lead, sort of guy called Tim Ferraro, he's, he's incredible, really amazing marine biologist. Um, he was talking about how, you know, it supports many of our commercial species as well. So seagrass meadows have been recognised to support seven of our key commercial fish species that we, you know, we catch and eat. So, um, and we've lost a huge amount of seagrass over the last 100 years through a number of reasons, one through a wasting disease, um, but this is a, a plant and a habitat that offers so much, not only for biodiversity, but also for ecosystem services. It's a habitat that can capture carbon. Um, it can provide wave buffering effects. So seagrass meadows absorb a lot of wave energy, so protecting coastlines from some of the severest impacts from storm events and erosion. Um, and it's also just a really incredible habitat for a whole range of species to use. So, and locally in the Solent, you know, we have things like cuttlefish and pipefish, stalk jellyfish, seahorses, and, you know, as, as I said earlier, some of our, you know, commercial fish species like bass, you all use this habitat as a nursery ground. So um, it's a phenomenally important plant and it's a really exciting project to be working on. And what about the sort of the, the challenges of uh, climate change? I'm guessing you see it on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we're recognising and seeing more of the impacts. Um, sea level rise is going to be a challenge for our communities um, and, you know, giving space for nature to retreat within the Solent areas is going to be a real challenge um, and some of our sites are going to be under severe threat. You know, we've, we've developed a lot of our coastline, we've got lots of hard engineering, um, so when the habitats outside of that are being impacted, they've got nowhere to sort of migrate inland to, so we're going to have to have some serious conversations um, with you know, with local authorities and statutory bodies about the way forward and how we safeguard some of our most precious sites. Yeah, it's it's a challenge, isn't it? Um, and particularly, we see so many sort of horror stories, particularly more so on the Isle of Wight, where roads are starting to disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? it's, um, <laughs> it's quite frightening. Scary, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, some of the geological movement around Ventnor and around yeah. the back of the White. Yeah, there's some significant, and, you know, this is partly due to the changing weather patterns and the intense mm. rainfall periods as well. So, yeah, it's it's certainly proving to be a very dynamic system. At the moment. Yeah, absolutely, more ways than one. But, I mean, can that harm wildlife and what the work that you're trying to do? Um, I mean, yeah, it will have, absolutely will have an impact yeah. on wildlife and anything used in those areas. Um, but it also creates new habitat, and, you know, that is nature's way of responding to yes. issues. So. Um, and coastal slip woodland and coastal slips create bare ground and have new habitat for species to establish. So um, it's both, you know, positive and negative. Swings um, roundabouts, isn't it, I guess? Absolutely, yeah. It's sort of a circular pattern of uh, yeah. habitats doing their things. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, lovely talking to you. Thanks for um, coming on, catching up with us and, uh, and telling us about uh, all the sorts of different issues that uh, we, we've got out there, of course. Uh, lots going on there. If people want to find out more about the work of the organisation, how can they do that, Jamie? 
Um, if you check out our website, um, which is hiwwt.org.uk, there's loads of information about our projects um, and our sort of reserves and estate work and our engagement programs. Um, lots of opportunities to get involved, volunteer. We've got some really lovely community programs happening in Portsmouth and Southampton and on the Isle of Wight. So, yeah, all the information is on our website. So Brilliant stuff. Jamie, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time, all right, mate. And uh, perhaps we can come back to you in future weeks. But for now, thanks for coming on. Cheers, yeah, Jamie. great. Cheers. Thank you, mate. All the best. Cheers now. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jamie Marsh there from Hampshire and Isle of Wight Wildlife Trust. If you want to find out more information about that, how to get involved, perhaps join some of the events that they've got coming up, uh, go to their website with all the details. And if you do a Google search for Hampshire and Isle of Wight uh, Wildlife Trust, you find all the information you need to know to get involved in that.